Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're in the short book of 2 John and being challenged to watch our step. Now let's hear from Kurt for today's episode. Well, welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Everyday Truth. So uh, so grateful for your faithfulness, and I really do appreciate the fact that you uh, would tune in, uh, those of you that are watching right now, that you tune in to our video podcast day by day, and all the many more of you that are listening right now, thank you for uh, tuning in as well. I've received several letters here recently from, from folks saying how much they appreciate the podcast, and that means the world to me. Sometimes we, well, I sit in this studio or I sit in my home studio and I'm wondering, is anybody listening to this stuff? But I have a burden to get the Word of God to people and then I'll get a letter at just uh, the, right, the right moment. Or uh, somebody even, even sent me, uh, you know who you are, I don't want to embarrass you, but somebody just sent me the other day a beautiful little note and a Dunkin' Donuts uh, coffee card. Now, I'll tell you what, that kept me going right there. So uh, be that as it may, I, I just appreciate you watching or listening. Uh, it means a lot to me, and I hope you're learning something. I know that I am. Uh, we're in 2 John. We've, uh, we're two episodes into this book, and we're two verses in. So I feel as if we've gotten on the highway of 2 John, but we're still kind of in the right-hand shoulder. We've not even merged into the 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 speed limit traffic yet. So I know we've got to get going a little bit more quickly, uh, but I, I did want us to understand the basis for the book, which is really the, the theme of truth and love. And we're gonna to get to uh, the, the kind of the major warning, can I say it that way, of the book where John says, hey, look to yourselves. Look to yourselves, watch your step. Sometimes if we're not careful, we will get away from these basic principles that ought to drive our lives, like a love for the truth, a commitment to the Bible, as evidenced by a genuine love for other people. So here in verse 3 of 2 John, uh, John is greeting uh, the elect lady and her children, but let's, let's never be guilty of looking at some verses in the Bible as if they're just kind of filler. And sometimes if we're not careful, we do that with these verses. We'll say, well, this is just the greeting. Paul is greeting the church at Ephesus, or Peter is greeting the, the strangers that are scattered, and, or, or James, or, or in this case, John is greeting the elect lady and her children. And while that's true, uh, what he says, how he greets them, the words that he uses are of incredible importance. And I want us to see that importance uh, on this episode. So we're in 2 John verse 3. Here's what John says. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. Okay, so even the greeting that John gives to the elect lady and her children is guarded by, governed by, these two themes that we've been talking about, truth and love. So what, what is the, the greeting that, that John gives? Let me read that part again. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So grace, mercy, and peace. Here's what's interesting. Uh, in the New Testament, especially in the epistles of Paul, 
who write who wrote 13 uh, epistles, maybe 14 if you include him as the author of Hebrews. Uh, Paul greets the churches, uh, grace and gra- grace and peace, grace and peace, and that was a common greeting back in those days. But in in the pastoral epistles, that would be First and Second Timothy and Titus, he adds the word mercy. So grace, mercy, and peace. And what's interesting here is John includes mercy. So grace, mercy, and peace. And I think the reason for that is, you know, Paul is writing the pastoral epistles during a time of great trial. Uh, remember, Second Timothy, for instance, Paul knows I'm going to die. I'm going to be executed for my faith. So there was tremendous governmental pressure on Christianity. And he was just praying that God, that, the, that people would experience God's mercy. You know, bad days are coming. God be merciful. Bad days, tough times are coming. Uh, oh, how we need the mercy of God. And he, sometimes we even bring those tough, tough times upon ourselves. Boy, how we need God's mercy. And John is writing in a similarly difficult time, even later than Paul. And so grace and mercy and peace. Excuse me a second. That is my phone ringing. First time ever in everyday truth history that that's happened. But uh, (laughs) those of you that are watching right now see how uh, disorganized I am. I am going to put my phone on mute. There we go. Done. And back to our study. So where were we before I was so rudely interrupted? Uh, Yeah. Uh, 2 John chapter 3. So grace, mercy, and peace. So we, we need mercy. But then think about those words, grace and peace. Now, as I said, in uh, the Roman world, that would be the way that people would greet, grace and peace. So you'd see a person at work. This, this would not even be necessarily Christian. This would, this would be secular, grace and peace. Kind of like if you were to go to Israel today, and, and I do hope that one of these years, you will plan to go with me to Israel. So I, I think most of you know I own a little Israel company, co- company called Land of the Bible, landofthebible.org. And I'm telling you, it'll really enhance your love for God and your appreciation for the Bible to go. So there's my shameless plug. But if you were to go to Israel with me, uh, you would hear people greet each other by saying, Shalom. Shalom, or they say, shalom, shalom. What what does shalom mean? Well, I think you know, it means peace. So even today, how do people in Israel greet each other? They say, hey, peace. Shalom, they'll say that as a greeting. They'll say that as a a farewell, shalom. Now, here's the point. Are people really, in essence, wishing other people the peace of God upon their life? Maybe, but not really. What they're really doing is just, it's a way of saying hi. Hi, shalom. Kind of like in America, we say, hey, how you doing? And then every now and then, people will tell us how they're doing. Oh, listen, you know, I'm just really struggling. You know, I'm going in for gallbladder surgery. I'm, got, I, you know, I, I'm scheduled for two. And what I, no, that's not what I wanted to know. I was just really saying hi. Um, so if we're not careful, we'll use words that, have great meaning, but we will use them in meaningless ways. And that's the way that grace and peace were used back in Bible days. They were used, but they weren't used in a meaningful way, especially in society where grace and peace were not imbued with all of the richness of the Bible meaning that you and I know, okay? But 
when John was saying this, when Paul said this, when biblical authors used these words, what a difference. Because this wasn't just merely grace and peace in some kind of a flippant greeting. This was the grace of God. And what makes that clear is John says, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, in other words, the kind of grace that can't be given by human beings, the kind of peace, the kind of mercy that only comes as a gift from God. Okay, in other words, John is saying, elect lady, your children, hey, church family, I wish for you the blessings that only God can give you. I wish for you the spiritual blessings that can only come from God. Only God can dispense them. Remember what James said? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So what does that teach us? That teaches us that that every good gift, everything that's valuable, Everything that, that is, is valuable to our lives and to our, to our spiritual success is something given to us by God. So grace, what is grace? Grace is God's unmerited favor, which will give me both a desire and an ability to do God's will. That's what grace is. So the Bible says in Philippians 2, for instance, it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So God gives us both the desire, the will to do his will, and God gives us the, he equips us to be able, energizes us, spiritually gifts us to do the things that he's called us to do. What is that? That's God's grace. We don't deserve it, but God gives it. It's the gift of God. So what is John saying? John is saying, oh, that God would give you his grace, that he would give you a greater desire and a greater equipping to do the things that you're supposed to do. Your great need today, and my great need today, is God's grace. We need grace, and we need mercy. And then that word peace. Peace is that special disposition uh, that God gives believers that in spite of the pressures about them and around them and seeking to crush them, that the peace of God can rule in our heart. So that that complexity and that depression and that fear and that anxiety cannot invade because the peace of God is ruling in my heart. Okay, Paul talks about that in Philippians chapter 4 when he said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, uh, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep, shall guard Garrison your hearts and minds by Christ Jesus. So what is uh, John saying? John's saying, listen, we live in a crazy world. We live in a world that wants to eat us up and chew us up and spit us out. Uh, We live in a society that wants to stamp out everything that's good and godly. And what we need is we need what God can do to counterbalance that. Greater is he that's in us to give us the grace and the mercy and the peace whereby we can stand strong in a world that is crushing us. I think about uh, the illustration of a deep sea diver. Have you ever seen uh, maybe a, one of these old Jack Cousteau movies? I'm dating myself. 
where they go deep down into the ocean and so deep that you can't just go down with scuba gear because the, the water, uh, the pressure of the water as you go deeper will crush you. So they have these pressurized, um, they almost look like a spacesuit, uh, deep, deep sea diving. And it has, uh, it's connected with like an air compressor to, uh, to the boat. And the deep sea diver goes down. He's got that air um, tube that's connected to his deep sea suit. What's happening is they are equalizing the pressure from the compressor up in the ship to make sure that the pressure on the inside of that suit is equal to the pressure of the water on the outside so that the world down there doesn't crush the person down there. Do you get the illustration? The illustration is we live in the world down here and the world down here is full of pressure. And without a lifeline to the world above, on the other side, like that boat illustrates, and the counterbalancing of that pressure uh, that is supplied from the world above, we're gonna be crushed by the world beneath. See the point here? The point is, John is saying, you need God. You need his grace, you need his mercy, you need his peace that would rule in your heart and it only comes from God. I can't give it to you as your spiritual leader. I can't give it to you as your dad, as your pastor, uh, moms, as a mom, as a friend. No, these are things that only come from God and they're governed by all that God is in truth and in love. So it comes from the word of God. It comes from the heart of God, grace, mercy, and peace. So, <laughs> I intended to get out into the middle lane, get up to like at least 65 miles an hour today, but I didn't do it. We're still in the right-hand lane, we're still going slow, but let's enjoy the scenery of the Word of God as we talk about these very important verses. Now, next episode, we'll come back to verse four and hopefully move a little bit faster, but whatever we do, we're gonna be in the Word of God, we're gonna learn together, and I hope you'll join us. So thanks for joining us again today. Have a great day in the Lord. We'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.